perpétue Oh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another Nooner podcast on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. I'm a host. My name is Marty. And I'm a host. My name is John. And good morning, everybody, um, including Tyson, who identified the music uh, we were playing earlier, and Josh, and everybody else. You can join in on the conversation at noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Normally, we don't talk. We try to keep our talk to the, a minimum um, in before we start, but we were, we were getting to some heavy shit today. And we, we, we were talking about death. Yeah, and you're like, should we talk about this on the show? And I was like, only if you can make it funny. Yeah, I think death is hilarious. Hilarious. I do have... Oh, it's great to be back, by the way. Uh, we had a bit of a break. There were some scheduling things and just life things that can't got in the way. of. So you can, you'll get a, a refund on your subscription for yeah, the, yeah. the missed episodes. 100% uh, of the yes. money mm-hmm. will go back to your pockets. And I do have to point out, this is the errata portion of the uh, podcast where we go through all the mistakes that we've made in the podcast. Oh, the, yeah. you're like the ombudsman kind of yeah, uh, section? Yeah. Actually, this is the first time we've done it because we've never made a mistake until really? just... Th- yeah, never. Not once. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, evidently, Quicksilver was not the gay speedster in the Marvel Universe, uh, as I uh, pointed out or falsely asserted a couple weeks ago. Falsely inserted or asserted? Both. Yeah. Um I inserted that assertion. Nice. And uh, it was North Star of Alpha Flight. And oh, I get them confused all the time. Yeah. North Star was not a speedster. He could fly with his special suit, right? Am no, right? he was a speedster as well. He was, was not the gay speedster. He was the gay speedster. Who who was the head of Alpha Flight? Was uh, his name Alpha Flight? Yeah. The guy with the big maple leaf? With the Captain uh, Canada? No. It was Captain Alpha. Captain Alpha? Yeah. There's a Captain Canada, but that was an Alan Moore creation of, of something else. <laughs> uh, just <laughs> or as that a Captain joke. Captain Britain? Uh, oh, Captain Cap- Britain. Yeah, that was it. That was, a that was somebody else? Yeah. We'll Captain n- Alpha? No. We'll never know. We'll, we'll n- it's absolutely a never know. No one will ever know? Yeah, because it's not been documented. 150 uh, Nooner live listeners. No, nope, nope. There's checking. no possible way of knowing. Uh, I think it was North Star. North Star. What? That's no. what you just said. Oh, no. It was Guardian. No. What? It was a, a Vindicator. That's who it was. Really? Yeah. Vindicator? Yeah. That's a terrible name. Yeah. Um, so, no, but Northstar came out as a queer character, and he is, uh, he can travel at superhuman speeds, and he can fly, and he has photonic energy blasts, so he can do so much more than Quicksilver. But apparently there is, like... There, there are posits online. Who's faster, North Star or Quicksilver? And apparently, North Star is has the edge. Yeah. So I guess really? it's, just, it's a step forward for gay rights so in the comic book universe. Who's faster, Flash or Quicksilver? The Flash. Uh, Flash, because he can vibrate his molecules and go through objects. Yeah. Oh, does that mean that Quicksilver can't? 
Um, or he just doesn't. He wants to keep the the playing field level when he goes up against supervillains. Who does? Oh, Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Yeah. He doesn't want to be too powerful. Yeah. So he doesn't do that. Um. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So what about? So who do you think wins in the race between the Flash and Superman, which is in the last probably the the best part of the the Justice League movie because it was the end. I don't don't even remember the Justice League movie. It just um well, at the end, mm-hmm. Flash and Superman are about to start a, a oh, race. race. Okay. So who do you think would win? Um what wh- what's the what's the Well they they had that. They yeah, there was right. like there who was won? um I think Flash won, but oh they yeah. were they were like dead even. Mm-hmm. I mean, cuz you have to give him some or else just like why would you read a Flash comic book? Just well, like I I was wondered I mean, and I didn't. I mean, I I find I find super speed to be a, a not really interesting superpower. Somehow, being able to run really really fast. Although it's uh, in the movies, it's 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 really cool. I mean, uh, the um, what Quicksilver about the uh, oh yeah, scenes yeah. were fun. Right, right. A lot of fun. Yeah. Was that in uh, the Marvel universe or in the? I mean, the X-Men? that was X Men. The X Men. Yeah. Yeah, that was look awesome. Yeah. But you know, in in the comic books, it's sort of like you know, running really fast just doesn't seem like a great thing. <laughs> but it gets you there, right? Well, yeah. And then what do you do? You punch somebody, and then you break your hand. Really, honestly. <laughs> well, I I think they yeah they they make some concessions for that, you know. I yeah. I I think they do a good job of it on uh, on the Flash TV show. Do you watch that one? I did. I did yeah. for a while. I, for like a half a season, I watched it, and then yeah. I sort of lost track. I'm a real big fan of the guy who was uh, the bad guy at the beginning uh, who played Ed. What's oh, yeah. What's his name? Kavanaugh? Yeah. What's his name? Kavanaugh. He's just Kavanaugh? Yeah. He's like Cher. His name yeah. is Kavanaugh. Yeah. Uh, I always mixed him up with the guy from Northern Exposure, you know? Rob Morrow? Yeah, Mar- Morrow. Yeah. Morrow? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you did? It, well, because they have that same sort of like... Every guy look. White you know. guy with brown hair. Yeah. Yeah. Like you look like him. <laughs> yeah. I know. You're like my, my son. He can't tell white people apart. Yeah. Um, but uh, what's his name? Kavanaugh. Yeah. Kavanaugh. It, yeah. Uh, Judge Kavanaugh. Yeah. Justice no, Kavanaugh. Whatever. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> you didn't like that. You didn't like him as a villain. No, I did. I, I'm oh. a bi- I think he's great. Yeah. I think he's really good. I mean, th- I would contrast him and Rob Murrow because. Cap, what what's his name? Kavanaugh is a is a really inventive actor, and is uh, can make almost anything he does interesting. I mean, that show Ed was basically you know him doing some stuff. Yeah, I don't remember what the I, so I liked it, you know, and, and yeah. I think he was great as a bad guy. It was one of the best sort of twisted bad guys. Uh, Tom Kavanaugh. Tom Kavanaugh. Yeah, I, it, so I, I was really intrigued by that, but then I stopped watching because there were better things to do. But that show uh, had Julie Bowen in it. Ed, Ed I know Julie Bowen's awesome. Yeah. I love her. And I Mike saw her at the Ren Fair. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I did that whole uh, you know L.A. thing where I didn't say anything. Good, but Good. I was I'm a big fan. Uh, Michael Ian Black was on that show, mm-hmm. and uh, Justin Long. That was like a a star-studded cast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was written by somebody who went on to do something pretty great. Um, no, no, okay. no, no. Uh, <laughs> Yes, it was. <laughs> I think it was what Rob Burnett or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
but anyhow, back to the news. Mm -hmm. uh, there's just so much news. It, we start off every show, if this is your first time listening, where I ta talk about the news and everybody else sort of tunes out, including the people listening. So if you, this is your nighttime podcast to, to go to sleep by, this is, this is prime time right here. Uh, I mean, there's so much to talk about, right? <laughs> got the yeah. the oh, oh the my God, it's so much news. And it's so interesting to talk about it because nobody's talking about it. Although I know. a lot of people don't pay attention to the news, I guess. I, it's true. It's true. But uh, I guess I do uh, more than um, some people, but less than everybody I know. Well, we are. Uh, the president is trying in vain. To oh, the president. Here's the news. The president is a dick. Yeah. Um, and he's unqualified, and he used to be a reality star, uh -huh. and he's a cheater. Uh -huh. uh, okay, but that's uh, not that's no, not no, that's, that's, not, that's news? not the news. No, oh, that's no, he's is that news? No, he's trying to defend Saudi Arabia for slaughtering and dismembering a journal, um, an American resident All journalist. All right, so yeah, you know, right. which is crazy. Okay, What's that's the big deal? Yeah, it's no, not. But here, here's the point. What's the big deal? So he mur they murdered this one guy. They've been murdering people in Yemen uh, and people in their own uh, country for all you know on a regular basis. But he was a journalist for an Ameri for the Washington Post. Well, is he really, or is he just a contractor? <laughs> I mean, I, my understanding is uh. he was just a temporary contractor. Oh, right. And right. he just moved here recently. Yes, exactly. So, so I mean, he, he barely counts. And he but doesn't really thought count. of himself as a Saudi citizen. So. Why is it a big deal that we killed him? He was him a voice for democracy. Yeah, so lots of voices of democracy in uh -huh. the kingdom get murdered every day. Yeah. yeah. Why but is this one so important? Well, uh, that's the one thing. is like, why do we always defend Saudi Arabia? Not just d uh, Donald Trump, but, you know, every president for the past 50 years, you know. Why? And the reason is because they're really rich. Cha-ching. Yes, and but for the president to say I have no business dealings in in Saudi Arabia, it's just did he say that? Oh yeah, he I said I have oh, he said wait. I have no financial ties to to Saudi Arabia. Oh. At the same time, like on the campaign, he's like I like I love the Saudis. Like they they do hundred million dollar deals with me. Why wouldn't I love them? So, well, okay, so there's it's that. Almost like he's lying. Uh, well, then there's lying Ted Cruz, who is mm. now beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful Ted Cruz in the eyes of the president because he's terrified of losing the House and the Senate to Democrats, mm. which would not only limit his legislative muscle, mm. but would leave him open to congressional investigations. Well, I think that's the bigger threat to him, you know, about his corruption, his finances, all sorts of misdeeds. Um, and which means that the midterm elections are two weeks away. If you haven't registered to vote, I think in California yesterday late. was the last day you could have done it. Mm -hmm. So, if you haven't registered to vote, uh, do so next time. But make sure that everyone you know who knows, everyone you know who can vote, make sure that they get to the polls. And it doesn't matter. I mean, I'd love the Democratic agenda to win because that's what I most closely identify with. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just important that people vote. I think, um, uh, you know, if people don't think like you, engage them on the issues, but also encourage them to vote. Uh, that's how I feel. How do you feel about that? I think voting is incredibly important. And mm -hmm. the, the interesting thing is that I've been listening to uh, the news. I just I also get my podcast. My I get my podcasts through news, mm -hmm. and I also get my news through podcasts. Whoa, it's like circular, man. Yeah, no, it's meta, 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 meta. And people are talking in these political podcasts that I've been listening to, mostly you know NPR kind of things. Um, so you know I'm a, a lefty bubble guy. But the the um, the interesting issue is that uh, 
Democrats uh, generally are, are getting votes from uh, people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and people of color are alienated by what the president and therefore th- his supportive Republican Party are doing. And the Republican Party the is... caravan leaning. is coming. The brown yeah, caravan is coming. The it's caravan. full of Islamic terrorists. Ah. Right. I mean, so... But the interesting thing is that the people that are most affected by the regressive policies of the of the current administration are the people also least likely to vote. Mm-hmm. The problem that uh, Democrats have is that uh, typically, historically, black people and Hispanic people and Asian people don't vote. This one does. Well, this that's one, good. This one already did. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's great. So my question is, why should I vote against my self-interest as a white man? I'm a middle-aged white man. I should just vote Republican because mm-hmm. they just want to give all the power back to me. Yeah. So why should I waste my vote to help things be good and fair for people who are uh, uh, African-American and not me? And, and uh, yep. you know, wh- why don't they go out and vote? I should just vote for straight Republican. Mm-hmm. I'm totally. In case you didn't know, I'm just totally lying. I would. I wouldn't do. I. You know, there's no possibility of of me doing that in the current uh, situation because I think that th- it's completely ridiculous. I want a good community. I want a good country. I don't want a country that's divided by hate. Did you see what uh, uh, Stephen King said? No. Wh- when he guy, uh, the guy produces lots of words. Yeah. Yeah. So it was great. So he said summed up the Republican uh, or and Trump's pitch to America in two words. He said, what they're saying, two words, be afraid. Yeah. His res- my response, said Stephen King, be brave. Oh. It's really good. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that should be what the Democrats say because the thing is, is that they are, they are feeding on fear. Did you see what uh, Trump said recently? You're probably going to bring that up yesterday. Oh, no. Uh, well, about uh, what Democrats want. No, he w- he wants he's a nationalist. Oh, 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 oh go on, go you on. The, I mean, that's code. That's code. Go that's on. That's not even that's not even dog whistle level. That's base. I mean, a nationalist. You know who are nationalists? Uh, the the Nazis, Nazis. the Nazi Party, yeah. National Socialist Party. Uh huh. So he's a nationalist, white nationalist. I mean, national nationalism. First of all, it's so anyway. It's Anyhow, really creepy. Yeah, it's I for ra- uh, racist um, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But w- are you from Massachusetts or are you from New Hampshire? Well, I was oh. born in Massachusetts, but I grew up in New Hampshire, and then uh-huh. I went to school in Massachusetts, and then I went to school in Connecticut. So I spent my formative years in New Hampshire. Uh-huh. And, but all those years in New England. Um, oh, yeah. Now, what the hell is a commonwealth? The commonwealth of Massachusetts. What's that about? It's, a, it's just another word for state. Why don't they just say state? Why do you got to be all different and shit? Well, I think that uh, Virginia officially is a plantation. <laughs> No, uh, no, Rhode Island. Is it? Yeah, oh. it's a plantation uh, and um, s- state or something. I don't, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's just a name. I mean, it, um, that's what it is. Okay, it's well, it's it, the the wealth is common. Oh, I see. That's socialism. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Massachusetts. The the uh, senator from uh, your Commonwealth or your what, ex Massachusetts? Yeah. Okay, she Elizabeth Warren. She's uh, going up for re-election uh, against some dude she's who's from Massachusetts. Yeah, she's not from New Jersey. No. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She she was at Harvard. I mean, teaching. You oh, know? she was. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She and grew up in New Jersey. 
Uh, I think she grew up in, or born in Kansas. I don't know. She grew up. She was up, went all over. But anyhow, she's been a champion for consumer rights, fair student lending, closing the wage gap, and has been touted as a possible challenger to Donald Trump in 2020. And she's been very outspoken about her family history and how it yeah. includes Native. She's Native American. Uh, no, she says in her family history includes Native American ancestry, and that yeah. that was something that she was told mm-hmm. as part of her. Um, her family lore. Oh, it, by the way, Cassandra, you huh. sh- about time you said something. We've oh been talking God. this whole time. You've just been sitting there just like Stewing? doing what? I don't it's know. N- it's not. Th- I don't think that's fair to give the listeners this impression that she hasn't. That, I mean, that's. She, what? She was here the whole time just mm-hmm. doing nothing. Oh. So anyhow, uh, because that's she's that's been insp- uh, outspoken about her Native American ancestry, um, because she's blue-eyed and blonde, uh-huh. the president has mocked her and called her Pocahontas. I and don't think she's blonde anymore. <laughs> well, whatever. But she countered with a video where, like, every staff that she's worked at, uh, you know, uh, every university, they they basically asserted that she never used uh, her supposed Cherokee ancestry to get a job, uh-huh. and um, and that she did it to engage to learn about her heritage. Yeah. And then through a blood test in this video, it turns out she has a distant to minuscule amount of uh, Native American DNA in her genetic makeup. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, she was criticized for this. And I don't, like the the Cherokee Nation, they said that that this was offensive to them, Mm -hmm. which is, I cannot make you unoffended, but but they they said that being Cherokee has nothing to do with your DNA. Yeah. And then the, the president mocked her but like, she didn't say that I am Indian. She said I have Indian ancestry, and that's a very different right. thing. Like I, we all do. I I no. don't know if I do. Like my I, heritage. I oh, I do. My heritage is Chinese. If I took that stupid DNA test, it would say that I'm mostly Chinese. Probably a little bit of Genghis Khan because the, every, a billion people are a little bit Genghis Khan, and probably a little Neanderthal or whatever. I'm a little bit Genghis Khan. I'm a little bit Neanderthal. <laughs> that is my theme song. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And my wife criticizes me for not being Chinese because, you know, I don't know. I'm not good at math. I don't, I like to eat cheese and I tip more than 10%. Um, <laughs> you said so it. I acknowledge that I don't culturally identify with being a Chinese national, but it's undeniable that my heritage <laughs> is Chinese. And because of that, I I have a connection with that. And so I don't see that what's wrong with, and and I'm throwing this out there because I don't understand the offense that she, for her saying, I, that is part (coughs) of my heritage. It's part of my, like my DNA. She didn't say I, I identify with being part of the Cherokee nation. Uh huh. So in uh, improv class this weekend, Mm -hmm. there was this guy who like said that he was, in George Washington's like line mm-hmm. lineage, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's cool," and um, he was like, "Yeah, but like not that much. Like it's just a little bit." And then um, my teacher was like, "Oh, like how much Elizabeth Warren is Native American?" And my teacher was like, "Liberal." He was just a joke, mm-hmm. but that guy laughed like really hard at it. That made me feel like he wasn't a Democrat. Right. He laughed like hard and aggressive. Right. And you got, nailed her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But d- I was like, "Whoa." Do you know? I mean, can you help <laughs> judging him by how much he laughed? Mm-hmm. Did you guys find it like a problematic for her to come out and and say that? Uh, yeah, 
What? Well, I just thought it was Say dumb. what? Say what? I thought it was dumb. Yeah. It's it just the way it was handled was, it was she was making a big deal out of it right. at, a, at a time two weeks before the election. Uh, and it was. On to get that Native American vote? Like, I don't well, get it. Well, no, it was a, it was a, a presidential It was bid. a clear presidential um, preemptive strike that completely Our first Native backfired. American president. No, no. She was, she was uh, responding to um, Trump making fun of her. And she was trying to, uh, I think she, I mean, what I heard was she was trying to frame it in the sense of my mother, she, he was calling my mother a liar. So I just wanted to check. And it turns out that I have this. Turns out my mother was a little bit of a liar. No, no. She, she has some Native American blood. So she has yeah. some ancestors who are Native American. I, I think that the way that was handled in a, it just it somehow landed with way too much force. It was and a little. Also it was a little <coughs> tacky, I guess. It was. Yes. And the thing the more thing, than a little. And tacky. the thing is, is that you have to understand from the the Cherokee Nation point of view, or from the Native American point of view, using DNA to test if you have a taint of right, right. Uh, of Native American blood goes back to you know, uh, and and so their point is, Native being a Native American is not just having a little bit of DNA. It's having a cultural uh, uh, understanding. It's having. It's being living as a, as a Native American and, and embracing that, not just having a little bit of uh, Native American blood. So that uh, it, it just feels like she was she was trying to do something, but she was. Uh, it was also. It's like she was responding to the taunts of a bully by being a nerd. <laughs> saying, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Interesting. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah, just like you know, right? I'm not, I'm I put this diorama <laughs> together to to counter your wedging me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is exactly. really really funny. All right, okay. I yeah. So I wish she, she it, hadn't done that. Because no, it's gonna just be there for. It's gonna make it persist. What you resist persists, and that I mean, I don't I don't see that that was going to be if she ran for president, got the nomination, and was running against Donald Trump. I just don't see that the people that might vote for her would be swayed by the fact that she didn't prove that she had some Indian blood when he made fun of her and called her Pocahontas. Because I think him doing that is is much worse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it yeah, but like he did a lot of shit. No, yeah. I know, but the thing is, no the one's going to care. The forty percent that's got that that supports him is not going to be is not going to vote for Elizabeth Warren, uh, even if they were held a gun to their head. In fact, they they probably think, finally, it's happened. See, mm-hmm. I told you, someone's holding a gun to my head. Right, right. Do it. Yeah. Um, Do it. Go ahead, kill me. I'm going to die for my freedom. Two weeks ago, I, I talked about the Banksy painting. Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Uh, how it shredded? And, yeah. and I mentioned how like it stopped halfway. And I said, you know, I don't think it went all the way through. And I think it would probably it might be worth more now. Yeah, you know, and 100% sure enough, it's worth more now. Yes, and so sure enough, it did not go through. Even and Banksy released a, a video like showing all the test runs where it went all the way through, all the way through, all the way through. Like it, all the test runs, it shredded the paintings. Mm-hmm. You know, and Isn't that right. But well, to be clear, like this motor mechanism was in this painting for 12 years right and just waiting to be turned Did Banksy on do that because he wanted his money back from the motor company oh yeah <laughs> he's like i had the receipt here okay <laughs> i'm willing to out myself to get my 79.95 back please yeah that's he why he should have gotten a honda engine for it yeah, yeah. exactly elizabeth exactly. moore and, and banksy are both nerds nerds yeah. <laughs> 
but no, it is like I, I they renamed it now. Like the the person who purchased it, um, I guess, renamed it. it. I forget what it was called before, but now it's called. Uh, it was my shredded painting. Yeah, it was called Girl with Balloon, and then now it's uh, it's called Love is in the Bin. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's dumb. But yeah, not a great title but uh, i think it, i would it's pretty cool i think if you painting. spend if i bought something for a million dollars i'd i'd want to rename it i mean i want to be able to rename it yeah you know i wouldn't re i'd rename it i would make sure there's my million dollars i would open it up and make sure that it all of a sudden like a few years later the motor wouldn't just like kick in again you know just make sure that it wouldn't it wouldn't well that i would, would if i if i owned it that would increase i remember you i listened to the uh, the last uh, podcast and you told that story, and then you said, what do you think of that? Oh, wait, there's nobody here. God damn it, everybody sucks. I heard that, Murray. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Did mm -hmm. you hear that? No. Sandy? Yeah. No, because she wasn't here. I yeah. wasn't here. I listened to the podcast because I'm still mm. new. Shut up, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so where's the midge? Is he in your pocket or something? <coughs> no. The midge was supposed to be here today. No. I had We woke up both feeling yucky. Uh huh. But I'm you soldiered through. I appreciate that. Well, I mean, I was gonna Skype in, but then you said that you would pure. Look, here's my thing about waking up sick. You have to tell people, and then they can make the decision whether or not they want to be around you. You know, like I had the ability to leave the house, but also, I was in an audition yesterday, and this fucking actress was talking in the waiting room about oh my that's god that's how i think of all actress fucking yeah she's like oh my god everyone in my play is so sick like they have like barf buckets in the green room right now and i was like oh no why are like, you talking to me get the fuck away from me and then and i was just in the airport recently and i was already kind of feeling yucky and then that woman said it and so then i was like god i'm fucked and so yeah i woke up this morning feeling nasty you probably weren't warned, so sorry, but he knew. Um, mm -hmm. Anyways, I tried to do the right thing oh and Skype God. in. The first I have to leave now. The yeah. first flu death <laughs> of the season <laughs> happened uh, in Connecticut. Oh, my God. I didn't have my theme song ready yet. What? First flu death of the season. <laughs> the first flu death <laughs> of the season. Our government wants to kill us <laughs> because we are overworked. There you go. Oh, wow. Well, I... Mm -hmm. Encourage everybody to go and... Can somebody please sample that and send it to Marty so I don't have to remember that? <laughs> next year. <laughs> for well, the I think we should play it. Death. We should play it once a week for every flu death. Oh, jeez. But uh, everyone should go out and get their flu shot. Oh, my God. I have that on my list of things to talk about. Flu shots in or out? <laughs> Do we like them? Well, I got one. If you, if you Did you get one? You got one? Oh, yeah. yeah. I got one for the first time. Yeah, everyone should do it because it's just like... When I got sick three times last year. I was not fucking around this year. I was like, nope, give me the flu shot. Yeah, and it you know it's not a perfect thing. It um, you, you can still get the flu. Uh, people, when they get it, they're like, it's a bunch of bullshit, but it reduces the amount of flu. And it will... When you get the flu, it's just the worst. It is the most debilitating thing. Oh, like, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, uh, last year I... On my third flu flu go around, when I went to urgent care, and I was like, I'm definitely dead. And they're like, Nope, sorry, just the flu again. Mm. Bummer. I was like, I'm not doing this again. Did they nope. give you Tamiflu? No, I don't mm. know what that is. It's like a thing that's supposed to reduce the, the um, length of time. They offered me like some pretty sick drugs, but I said no because I don't really like to do sick drugs. 
Mm. Well, not for not for medicinal purposes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or recreational. Mm. I'm just. Yeah, I'm a more. I'm Sorry. more of a drinker. Sorry. Uh, that's kind of medicine. Um, yeah. Sure. I'm doing this play. Yeah. And it. It's I can't wait to see it. Uh, well, we'll see. It, we'll see. It's it's gonna be. Am, it's an ambitious endeavor. So if about you Star guys Wars. don't know about it, it's about the Star Wars holiday special. And I was incorrect because I said that it, it was because they were contractually bound to, to do it. In Ooh. Uh, Lucas was. It was actually Lucas's choice to do that yeah. because he wanted to keep, uh, he realized the value of merchandising because he kept the toy rights. For not, not till uh, Empire Strikes Back. Well, n- this was part of the whole plan. Oh. So he wanted to keep the the uh in kids minds the these characters so they had a whole line of chewbacca toys ready to go like mm-hmm. because it takes place on his planet so yeah. you know all the different characters that they were molded and ready to go but it was such a flop that they didn't that kenner did not release those toys oh really yeah what the, the christmas special was such a holiday flop? special yeah holiday. It, it came second to the love boat on in the nielsen ratings for that night is that bad well, you would think that the biggest movie of all time has a <coughs> Christmas special, that th- it would do well. You know. Why did you keep saying holiday special and now you say Christmas uh, holiday special? special holiday. It's what called the holiday special. What? Because it's not really about Christmas. It's about the the the, uh, the holidays wo- Wookie, on. Uh, what's the name of the Wookie planet? Anybody? Anybody? Oh, I, I'm supposed to know this, but <laughs> you swear, uh, like yeah. I would know. Yeah. Nerd. People are like banging their heads on their keyboards <laughs> right now. Like, what is fucking this? Yeah. <laughs> but. Like and and <laughs> this whole char- this whole story <coughs> came from or the, the the story of of Life Day. That's what it. That's Life what Day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. You can watch it. It. Or yeah, you do I need to watch it before watch I watch it. the play? No, you don't need to watch it. Really? Before. Well, no. How could you possibly understand? I was listen- I was. How did you? I mean, it's about making of this. Yeah, I should watch it special. first, right? Okay, yeah, you should try to watch it. That'll yeah. be my first Star Wars thing. You but absolutely, like, should watch it. It's one of the most amazing things ever. Can I make a controversial statement? Yeah. Tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Does George Lucas like Loki suck and like just happen to have like one super good movie? Yeah. Well, that's what I wanted to get to because he has some weird fucking ideas. Like, like he, like. First of all, did he write all of the first couple Star Wars? Well, he no. he he didn't write them, but he came up with the stories for them. Mm. Like he, he produced the, uh, them. The the he wrote um, uh, Star the Wars. original, and he directed it. And then uh, Empire Strikes Back was written by him and, and Larry Kasdan. Larry Kasdan. Okay. And it was directed by uh, somebody else. Kirshner. Kirshner, and then Richard Marquand directed uh, Return of the Jedi. Who wrote it? Uh, I think those Ka- Lucas and Kasdan, I think. Okay. Yeah. And so it was written. I mean, Larry Kasdan is a fantastic writer. Clearly. Um, and a great uh, director. director, too. Yeah. Big chill. And his, his son is fantastic. Jake, right? yeah. Yeah. And so. Two sons. Two sons. Um, they're, they're both. Kashik. Uh, um, the other son wrote That's something the else. Planet? Oh, yeah. Kashik. Oh, yeah. you knew that. No, yeah. I didn't fucking know that. Yes, you Twitter did. told me. Um, Tyson told me. Okay, so here's. But like, wait. So what? Uh, when he started doing episode one, or like all these other things that he was like the main dude in charge, don't they like suck? Yes. So th- th- what happened was, and you can watch it in the special uh, or the uh, the DVD extras for um, uh, the Phantom Menace and uh, Attack of the Clones, which Attack he directed. Clones. Yeah, he directed the, all of these. He wrote them all himself, and there was 
he financed them all himself. There was absolutely nobody who could say no to him. And he, they show him coming into uh, a design thing where, where he's, sh- he's looking at General Grievous's design. And he says, oh, I got the script. And you, you can see the, there's a huge sea of technicians and artists and designers. And they're all looking at him going, <laughs> oh, great. And they all sort of clap. And they're all like, oh, my job depends on this. It's like I the Twilight Zone with the kid who, yes, who gets his way exactly. for everything. Exactly. It's exactly like that. Exactly. That's like modern day America and Trump's cabinet. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. And it's, it's just, it's, it's clear that everybody's like, oh, God. But it's this terrible. is what a weirdo he is. So if, if you're to believe that he envisioned a, a trilogy when he, like, created the the first one mm-hmm. like he has the the brother and sister kissing yep. in that which is a weird thing i i don't think that he knew that then no he didn't it's really clear he didn't yeah yeah i mean he didn't know that they were brother and sister no no but no. because when it came out that han solo was the the sexy one then that made it that romance made a lot more sense mm-hmm. you know um he couldn't just look with his eyes and see that harrison ford was sexy well i mean <laughs> No, in his if mind, if like if Luke you saw, Scott, if you saw uh, the uh, Attack of the Clones, you'd understand that he doesn't understand love or heterosexual intercourse of uh, a non-sexual nature. Yeah, that checks out. So, uh, according to lore, um, his wife at the time, Marsha Lucas, who was one of the editors on Star Wars, um, he uh, uh, she ended up having an affair with uh, the guy who made all the stained glass at. Skywalker Ranch and was caught in flagrato. Really? That's according. That's what I heard. I, I don't have any basis for that. You won't find that on the internet. That's just what I heard. That's weird. You heard that and it was it's not on the internet? Well, it's not on the internet. That's not really possible. Mm, I know. But now it will be. Wow. Yeah, it now is. it is. Now it is. Yeah. Who'd you hear that from? I Th- cannot th- say. Through your stained glass connections? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the stained glass subreddit. You aren't really Chinese, no. are you? You, you love stained glass and cheese and <laughs> hate math. And tip He's well. <laughs> but... Uh, so the, she got a divorce and made you know tens of millions of dollars in the deal. Like and she got laid. And she got laid and had a kid. And so with y- the stained glass guy. Uh, yeah, I think they had a couple kids. I think. Yeah. Well, then that's definitely what happened. Yeah. So then, how do people not know that? <laughs> no, 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 no. In flagrante uh, uh, thing is part of the story. I think that's yeah. the thing that yeah. Marty knows about because he was there eating cheese. Yeah, in the quietly in the corner. <laughs> But uh, not doing math. So that's weird that if if he planned for them to be brother or sister, it would be weird for him to put that scene in. But yeah. he also w- pushed really hard to have uh, in um, what's it called? Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. He wanted Marion mm-hmm. to be an 11 year old who was having an affair with Indy because he thought that would make Indiana Jones like sort of more interesting and weird. And Spielberg was like, uh, I'm with you on some of this, but not the 11 year old love interest. So, question. Oh, yeah, and he thought it made her cool because she was an 11 year old who could drink people under the table. Weird. Yeah. So, he wanted. So, okay, here's what happened. I have it all. I figured it out. Okay. A, George Lucas wanted to fuck his sister. Okay. B, he was pissed off at Han Solo. Uh, Harrison Ford for being all hot and fucking up his brother-sister fetish romance in his Star Wars. So 
then he was like, well, fuck this. I'm going to give this guy another part in Indiana Jones and I'm going to make him have sex with an 11-year-old. We'll see how sexy he is. And then, right. and then everyone was like, you have to stop. <laughs> yeah. But here's another thing that I know that nobody else knows. Okay. Because I also have some uh, secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, well, this wasn't from the stained glass guy. This is from the person who installed George Lucas's toilets. He said that in George Lucas's game room, um, that there is a dartboard with Harrison Ford's face on it. Really? Yeah. And like wow. a big penis, like cartoon drawn, like coming all over it. <laughs> really? Yeah. And that, Yeah. And then there's another dartboard with his sister's face on it. Uh-huh. And the darts for that dartboard okay. look like sperm. So that, he's throwing jizz at his own sister. I don't, I don't know if that is That's true. That's what the toilet guy told okay, me. He, does, he wouldn't lie. Must but apparently, okay, this is an, a, a true internet rumor that... Uh, what I just said? The, no. That <laughs> it is now. That yeah. one of the, the screenwriters... We're talking about it. Yeah. One of the writers on the Star Wars Holiday special... Kanye just tweeted about it. ...said that George Lucas was just like, oh yeah, Han Solo is, was, is married to a Wookiee, you know? But we, like in his mind of the history of Han Solo, he was married to a Wookiee. Yeah, yeah. So that that's weird. And Howard the Duck, which he produced, yeah. right? Uh huh. The duck has sex with Leah Thompson. That's not. Uh, that's not from George Lucas, though. That that's from the comic. That's book? from the comic. Book. Okay. Well, I- I- it's he's still got some weird ideas. Oh no, that's he. I- yeah, I mean, just look at the uh, the uh, everything everything about. All his movies points towards a everything I just said. It's basically yes. yes, yes, yeah. No, he's he's a uh, he's some weird he ideas. Was frozen in time uh, when he was in his teens and in sort of pre-sexual. I mean, he really, I mean, you look at it. He loved without any reservation the incredibly racist shorts that he watched on Saturday mornings at the movie theater, and he just took those and took the uh, stereotypes of. Asians and uh, from you know Flash Gordon and the stereotypes of Amos and Andy and he just turned them into uh, aliens, right? You know, and and so Star Wars is about racism. No, uh, no. The Phantom Menace is if you watch the Phantom Menace, which I wouldn't recommend. Um, you said Jar Jar Binks. Ja- that ja- one, Jar Jar yeah. Binks, and but also the Trade Federation. I mean, the Trade Federation guys are like we are. Uh, Talking like this, and we have enormous okay. slanted eyes. I'm offended by you. Yeah. Okay. So You're not really Chinese, though. You eat cheese. <laughs> can I say that? How yeah. can you possibly be offended? Uh, they don't I have cheese in China. Cherokee. This is all like really news to me. Oh. Only f- only the Finns are actually able to eat cheese without getting sick. Yeah. That's why you're probably sick because you eat cheese. Oh yeah, yeah. you know that's what the white nationalists are doing. They're drinking milk, you know, at rallies because they they're <laughs> lactose tolerant. They they are. Yeah, that's, that's like one of their symbols. Yeah, they, you know, there's there's some kind of uh, Isn't that great. <laughs> in oh some my kind god, of that's alcohol alcoholic drink that's made from that used to be made from milk. Uh huh. That uh, I read about in like you know Anglo-Saxon. The internet. Yeah, I don't know where I read about it, but they should drink that. Yeah. So the reason I'm lactose intolerant is because my white mother decided to mate with a Hispanic guy. Uh huh. That's. So enlightening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, because you know they don't they don't consume milk products in Latino countries. Yeah, I definitely have never eaten anything with loads of butter (laughs) or cheese or whatever my grandma makes bread pudding with. 
I had softballs for Stephen. Oh, well, ask me and I'll answer them on, be on his behalf. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, this is good. Okay. Yeah. Well, you'll have to play this for him. Okay. So wait, I got to play the softball theme song. So hold on. I, this is great. Okay. It's going to be, I'm going to turn it down just a little because it's always too loud. Coming at you in threes. Gonna put you at ease. If you like it rough, well tough. You can party softballs. So Still pretty loud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Midge, or do you go by the Midge? Do you call the edge Edge or the Edge? When I hang out with him, I call him the Edge. Hey, the Edge, Who's give me Edge. The Edge from U two. Yeah, you're friends with U two. As far as I know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every time you've hung out with him, you've called him the Edge. Yeah. Right? Every time I've hung out yeah. with him, I call him the Edge. Well, the Midge. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Spot on. Uh, what was your nickname as a child? Pecan. Not pecan. Yes, pecan. Or, or do you say pecan or pecan? When I hang out with the edge, I say pecan. Uh huh. And but the edge says pecan. <laughs> That's what the edge sounds like. The edge refuses to pronounce that word. Oh. My nickname was pecan head, given to me by my grandfather. <laughs> it's one of the few Native American nuts, you know, the pecan. There's a sign on top of his garage in Donaldsonville, Louisiana, that says, The pecan attack is here. And that is reference to me. Oh. <laughs> do you like pecans? I think I do. <laughs> uh, pecan. Pecan. I. Here's what I am getting confused. Mm hmm. Eh, never mind. <laughs> John, did you have a nick did you have a nickname when you were a kid? Uh yes. What was it? Uh Guno. Guno? Yes. What was that for? I don't know. It there were, I was I went to a boarding school and there were two senior proctors and uh -huh. one day I walked in. Hey, it's Guno. Yeah, that's what happened. Wow. And they were really big, like really big uh -huh. guys. They were both on the football team. So not necessarily a term of affection, but just a nickname. Not necessarily. Yeah. But it wasn't didn't seem mean. Yeah. But I didn't question it. I said, "Why are you calling me Guno?" And they said, "Cause you're a Guno." Shut up, Guno. That was uh, that was that was they they, they were named Bufu and Truck. So. <laughs> and was Squee there too? No, no Squee, no, no Squee. Uh, what about you, Cassandra? Uh, Swan Hollywood and uh, Kill a Cali. <laughs> Those <laughs> were my nicknames. Why do why they call you Hollywood? Because I moved to Hollywood. My family. Oh. And then, but then it changed to Kill a Cali. Oh. So that was like when we were like in middle school and high school. We were a little that cooler. was between you and your friends or you and your family? Family. Yeah. We don't have friends. Kill a Cali. Um, and then my, <laughs> forgot, sister, forgot. My, my sister calls me Swan. Started with Swana and now it's Swan. Oh. Yeah. That's really cute. Yeah. Awesome. You could write your uh, memoir. It could be Swan's Way. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Midge. Nerd. What yes. w which screenwriter would you most like to have lunch with? Oh. <laughs> My God, what a hard question. Uh, it's a softball. It shouldn't be. Come back to me. <laughs> I know what I think my answer is, <laughs> but... Why are, you, why are your tiny thumbs, like, dancing across? Like, <laughs> he's actually tap dancing on the <laughs> phone right now. <laughs> right. Um, John, do you have a... Uh, screenwriter that you would like to have li living or dead 
Yes. But, I mean, they would be living, of course, during I, the lunch. Yes. I, th- what first came to mind would, was Charlie Kaufman. Oh. But I think I would like to have a weekend because I think a, a lunch with Charlie Kaufman would probably be just kind of weird and surreal. Yeah, I saw him once at a party and he, I think, didn't talk to anybody the whole time. Yeah, yeah. so I, I would... Uh, he would pick out his salad for the entire meal and be like, are we done? Yeah, right, yeah. right. But after a weekend, I think I could figure out, have an interesting conversation with him. Um, cause that's, that's while I, spooning the other, the other, uh, but so w- lunch, I guess the Coen brothers would be the other uh. the second most interesting person people mm. to, that I would like to talk to. Okay. That's good. Cassandra. I suppose I would, no, I guess I'd like to have lunch with Tina Fey, but she's only ever written mm. one movie. Oh, yeah, oh but she wrote a lot of uh, TV. Yeah, no, I know. A, That's why I'd like to talk to her about that. She's still a screenwriter, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, um. I I can't think about it any longer. <laughs> oh, go on. Um, I suppose um, I would like to have lunch with Woody Allen, but I'd like to do it at least fifty yards away from a school. Yeah, well, you have to legally. You have to. So. Yes, because I just can't get over it. I can't let it go. I love him. He's influenced me so much in tra- trying to separate the art from the artist. Wait, wait, Even so though I find that my fiancé finds his movies insufferable and gross. Oh, you know what? Never mind. William <laughs> Faulkner because screenwriters are hacks. That's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I should have guessed that from the start. I you tricked you all. Faulkner <laughs> oh. tried to be a screenwriter. Dude, did he? He's, but then you he hear was that story? N- no. I didn't he came to Hollywood along with everybody else, and and, uh, and he was there for uh, a year in the writer's room up at uh, whatever, like Warner Brothers. And when he came, they came in after he left, they found typewritten sheets, uh, hundreds and hundreds of typewritten sheets that said, I am not an idiot. He just... Wow! Over and over and over. Again. Like like a, a Kubrickian. That's where thing? it came from. Oh, that, that's where Stephen King got that. Th- uh, not oh. Stephen King. Yeah. 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 Oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah. Like that. That time was very. Um, like writers were not. Were uh, screenwriters were like there was a way to make money and it yeah. was sort of like a you were like a machine. Right. Like, uh, if you want a good insight, funny insight, there's the Pat Hobby stories that. Um, F. Scott Fitzgerald wrote. Mm, oh, oh, yeah. Like he, yeah, because he worked as did a similar thing. Similar thing. Yeah, he had trouble. Like he was just hustling for money. You know, in getting drunk and just trying to to deal with all this stuff. But it's a great, great bo- bunch of short stories that he wrote for Esquire about this Pat Hobby screenwriter who was just a hustler. I love Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> we know the image. Uh-huh. You get your fashion tips from them i can see yes. so that so tiny vest looks very good on you thank you if i could if i could meet uh, somebody who's dead i'd i'd say preston sturgis billy wilder billy wilder billy wilder's my choice or uh uh frank capra uh, I, uh, he was not a much of a screenwriter was he uh i think he wrote a couple things oh uh, i think cuz remember there there's a famous story about the you're talking about the Capra magic or somebody said, where's the Capra magic? And, um, and he goes into all the different things about that he puts into his movies. Mm-hmm. And then his screenwriter gave him a stack of, uh, bound blank pages and said, put your Capra magic on that bitch. 
Ouch. Yeah. If I could meet someone who was dead, I'd be a medium. <laughs> I, I believe that is the... Zing! <laughs> <laughs> oh. That, Cassandra that. wrote that joke for me. Oh, of course. That could only come from such a, such a brilliant mind. <laughs> she just told me to say it. That sounds like something Preston Sturgis would have written mm. if he was alive. Maybe, holy, sh- Cassandra is the I reincarnation. Feel a chill. Yeah, there's a chill in the room. Oh, the Weird guys. The Preston the Sturgis used to live in this house. Mm-hmm. Okay, now the Midge has written a s- one screenplay that has been produced uh, as a film. One so produced, film. one optioned, one many option, sitting many. on my floor, and and. Twice as many still milling in your noggin, right? There's always ideas up there. Now, what's the hardest lesson you've learned as a screenwriter? Mm. What about you, John? You've written several screenplays, right? Yes. What 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 would you say your the hardest lesson for you to learn was? Uh, Writing is rewriting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the hardest thing to do. Um, well, I know. Th- I think I- the reason that it's you have to realize that the, the crap you put out first is even though it's hard to do, crap is crap. So y- you know that that's. I was just telling a, a friend of mine who's, who has a novel that he's mapped out obsessively, like for four years, and he can and he can tell you the story like backwards and forwards, and it's exactly the same. But he's afraid to, he says, when I sit down and write, it's terrible. It just starts going all in tangents. I said, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. I mean, because you have to get the bad you have ideas to sit out. Down, you have to sit down and write. Yeah. And then you have to realize that what you're writing right now, which is hard, is you're going to rewrite. I think rewriting is not as hard as the initial writing. Mm. But well, it's just hard for me to like revisit the same material over and over again. It's like, know? how do I make it better? Everyone gave me all these notes, but it's like so much thinking. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's fun to to create the initial thing because, especially when you get going, you know. The initial thing is fun. Yeah, I agree with that, and I think that the hardest thing for me is knowing when you're done rewriting. When that's when yeah. is it over? When when is it not shitty anymore? Yeah, because everything is shitty to me now and right uh, this is awful no and i also had a, a, a like a couple instances where i would read people's screenplay and then they would give me a rewrite and i'd read rewrite read that give notes and then i would get like a third or a fourth or a fifth and at this point like none of my notes were addressed or nothing had substantially changed in the screenplays mm-hmm. and i just like you need to like move on like do you know if you're going to be a writer go on to the next thing you know like most screenwriters have 10 screenplays before they sell one as -hmm. opposed to working on the same one over and over again trying to make it perfect and that gets back to like the the mark duplass like uh, way of making his mumblecore movies is like you know he says i'm just shooting for b b plus you know i'm happy with that because i'm just going to make another one after that and like he goes the act of making a, a not perfect movie helps him inform him and make the next one better, you know. And I think his movies have gotten better, so. I haven't seen any of them. Mm. My, the hardest lesson I've ever learned Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, I had to think about it. I didn't see you waving your hand. (laughs) The lesson Mm. I've learned is that um, nobody wants to read your script. (laughs) 
<laughs> that is absolutely true. That is the most difficult lesson. Uh-huh. The only people who will read it is your friends who will give notes, and even they take forever. But seriously, will you re- read my screenplay? No. <sighs> Just email it to me. All right. Um, yeah. So that that those are good softballs, and I'm glad that Midge dropped in just for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, off you go, little Midge. Goodbye, doodles, do. Oh, and he just went right back in your Ciao. pocket. <laughs> and you just like threw him some crumbled up Cheerios in there, and mm-hmm. he's he's happy. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, now you are teaching this class on American ci- cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Introduction what? to film and American culture. So. It's ostensibly uh, in the title. It's not really, I realize this halfway through, it's not really about American film, but it's about American culture. Mm. Hmm. Yes. So I could show uh, a foreign film if it sort of reflected American culture in some way, mm-hmm. which I think is, um, I don't know what I'm going to do with that information. What, d- what are you showing today? Thelma and Louise. Both of them? Yeah. Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Do you have enough time for that? I just barely have enough time for uh, one of them. Uh, and did Who's you the hero of Thelma and Louise? Brad Pitt. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen him? I just... Damn! Yeah, yeah. It really Damn. Challenged, challenged some assumptions I made about my life. Yeah. Oh. Um, I mean, he's got, uh, he's got abs that are like, especially ab-like. Abolicious? Abolicious. Abolicious yeah. abs. Do have I, you I really can't wait to, to show this movie to these 20-somethings and say, you know, you're going to see somebody who's familiar, for the f- and this is his first movie. Yeah. You'll understand why, although he's rarely open to film, he's still a movie star, mostly because of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It he put rarely him on open to film. Have you seen Thelma and Louise? Th- his movies don't make a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's weird. I, th- I think he's the best movie star ever. I think he's a great actor. But he he's never been in a huge hit like right. probably uh, the, the zombie Oceans movie. movies. Isn't he in the Oceans movies? Um, yeah, but it mostly people attribute uh, that to Clooney. World War Z was probably his biggest mm-hmm. one, maybe. Yeah, I probably. grew up in a house where my mom was obsessed with Brad Pitt. So as far as I know, all of Brad Pitt's movies were successes because wow. I've seen a ton of them. So yeah. I this is news to me. It just it just you know uh, on the list of uh, you know people like. Tom Cruise is just being in a movie is worth like $25 million. Right. Um, and that's partly because he does an incredible job of promotion. He also does an incredible job of choosing movies. Harrison Ford was is similar. Um, and uh, Mel Gibson used to be like that before he turned Oopsies. into a monster. <laughs> um, but Brad Pitt just, you know, never really, it doesn't move the needle in terms of audience attendance, which is weird because I think he's, Incredibly good-looking and very, very good actor and very appealing. But what um, I think he also just makes art- weird artistic choices. Yeah, interesting ones, I think. Yeah, like for instance, that movie about the the coward uh, uh, Jesse. J- what is it, Jesse the James? Uh, the coward Robert Ford who assassinated Dick Jesse. Oh, uh, yeah, Something Jesse like James. That. Yeah, you know, for y- yeah, it's. I, I guess it's. A, I haven't seen it, but I guess it's a really pretty good movie. But nobody went and saw it. Yeah, well, because it's really long and slow, so, mm-hmm. yeah. But Fuck that. So what are you going to talk about with uh, this uh, um, thing, you know, well, with I'm the movie? I'm going to talk about uh, ambiguity. Um, Ambi- narrati- what? Narrative ambiguity. Uh, and we're going to talk about who, who the protagonist is and talk about the, um, how the setting uh, in the Southwest 
uh, sort of um, helps uh, tell the story and talk about road movies. It's all very, very sort of sort of basic stuff. I, these uh, my students are just really just learning how to think about film as an artifact, you know, rather than just something that happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that these these uh, my students are a non theater majors, is, and this is an art. Uh, requirement and you know I asked them why are you taking this class and the universal answer was this is the uh, general education art requirement that doesn't require or dancing, dancing or you know. drawing right so I'm gonna have them dance about this movie just to fuck with them um, <laughs> I remember I came out in the 1980s uh, you came out as Chinese uh, with my parents I, w I was in college but um, came out here for visit one of my mom's friends who was, uh, was an editor and uh, we visited her when she was cutting something. And then we met with this costume designer who went through the entire... She's like, I just read this incredible screenplay that I'm, uh, that I'm working on this movie and told the whole story about how they run off together and in the end, they drive off a cliff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck you. You just gave away the, the ending to mm -hmm. this story. And I was so bummed. Like That was the, the first big spoiler I ever got. Um, wow. Yeah, three and years. And you went right on the World Wide Web. Yeah, told everybody. I oh, created wait. the World Wide Web yeah. with uh, Tim Berners-Lee, and then uh, posted it. That was the first post on <coughs> on a bulletin board. I have to. So <laughs> that was the first post. It was that you and Al Gore. Yep. Thelma and Louise die in a <laughs> convertible going through the Grand Canyon. So uh, you, um, where did you grow up? Northern California. So you just said you came out. That, that to me seemed weird, because. You don't come out to California when you're already in California. You come down. Well, no, I was in college on the East Coast. Oh, so okay, okay. Yeah. I just Yale. I just, oh, sorry. Yeah, you were there with Kavanaugh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not, we were not we were Matt Kavanaugh. We were stuffing. What was his name? We were we Paul. were boofing. Brett. No, not Brett Kavanaugh. The, the guy who's in Tom, Ed, right? Tom Kavanaugh. Yeah, we're talking about how how awesome he is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then Callie Corey, who that was her first screenplay. First screenplay, Oscar winner, first first female single Oscar winner in sixty years. Wow, who was the one before her? I don't know. Yeah. Probably uh, Luce. Uh, what's her name? Who wrote the screenplays for? Uh, no, but she would have been credited with D.W. Griffith. I don't know who. Okay. It just said sixty years in Wikipedia. I believe everything they they mm -hmm. say because I think it's. Um, and then she probably right. She didn't probably have a huge uh, like writing a prolific writing career. Right? Uh, yeah, I was just reading about her afterwards. Uh, this is this is an article that came out two years ago because um, the movie's twenty seven years old. So twenty five years later, they talked to I think it was People Magazine, but it was an interesting article. Uh, Gina Davis uh, was talking, and Callie was talking about how it didn't move the needle really at all. It didn't change the it, w it was. Uh, it didn't lead to a whole bunch of other films with female protagonists. It didn't open doors. Callie said, you know, she finally got to direct the Yaya sister Sisterhood of sister the Yaya. Yeah. Yaya. Sis sister Pants. Sister yeah. Pants, yeah. She finally got to direct 10 years later, and she said she was trying to direct every single day of those 10 years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's the situation is not any better. And you watch this film. I, I watched it two days ago. And uh, Rid Ridley Scott directed Ridley it. Scott directed it, and you can tell because his his dust or smoke in every smoke <laughs> machine. He just walks around with a smoke machine. <laughs> he just has one attached. Like to his before crotch. we start this lunch, can we? <laughs> 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 
Okay, just let it settle and go. Yeah, yeah so uh, the, the, uh, the way that women are treated by men has not changed. And I think, and that's 27 years. And I think, you know, I, I just celebrated my birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Thank you. I'm uh, just a little bit older than 27, like twice as old as 27, almost. And um, I think that in the first 27 years of my life, things changed tremendously for women. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my, my mother uh, apparently read all of uh, feminist uh, literature in a weekend <laughs> All two books of it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, no, it was the Feminist Mystique and <coughs> something else. And then uh, she was really relieved when she realized uh, that she could divorce my father rather than kill him. Because mm. she w- didn't, didn't realize that it was a possibility. That th- those are her words. Um, so there w- there's a huge difference, you know, between two, uh, 1965 and 1991. But there's not much of a difference between 91 and now. Which is really kind of depressing, and I think we've gone backwards in a lot of ways. Well, do you think the past two years uh, have been helpful with the Me Too movement? It depends. It really depends on on th- this backlash. Will you let her speak? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, go on. Uh. I'm sorry. Am I sp- am I going <laughs> to continue to mansplain? <laughs> I, I wasn't alive 27 yeah. years before 1991. Okay, so rub it in. Rub yeah. it I was in. only alive one, so. Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay, so you're young. Mm-hmm. Okay, great, great, mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, someday, if you're lucky, you'll be old and decrepit like us. Okay. Yeah. And Hopefully, then things will change for women in the meantime. But do you <laughs> think that? Do you think that that uh, the state of womanhood in this country has changed in the past two years? Yeah. It, for I mean, better or worse. For better, because people can stick up for themselves, not for worse in the case that, like, when you do stick up for yourselves on a public level, um, you get death threats. Yeah. So that's a bummer. Um, when, so yesterday on the Howard Stern show, I think it was, Ugh, I know, uh, Sarah yeah. Silverman said that, admitted that, not admitted, but she was saying that, that Louis uh, C.K. would master, uh, asked if he could masturbate in front of her several times, and sometimes she would say yes, and then sometimes she would be like, no, let's go get pizza. And then, and she didn't feel, uh, according to her, she didn't feel at all like put upon because they were equals as comics. And she w- would watch him as a, a science experiment, according to her. Um, now, that's weird. Uh, I don't. First of all, I don't want to watch anybody like masturbate, and I don't want to do it in front of anybody else. Like, just like have them watch me. I, w- I would get way too self-conscious. Uh, so, ladies, okay. you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> You're welcome. Maybe you are Chinese. Yeah. Uh, but what? Um, d- what? How did you feel about that? Did it? I don't know. I mean, Sarah Silverman immediately said that she was sorry. Because there was another comedian who was like, yeah, we were equals too. I was on his show with him and he did it in front of me. So it's not about being equal. It's just like whatever. And so, and then Sarah was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. It would just. Uh, didn't help. Didn't help things. Didn't help. Didn't hurt. Just kind of was a thing. No. It was just Sarah Silverman uh, stepping into it. And if anything, confirming more that i mean as if louis ck admitting it didn't confirm it enough right confirm it even more yeah (laughs) like and 
you know, because even though Louis K admitted it, these girls still are getting death threats and getting called cunts on the internet every day and yada, yada, yada. So... And whether he comes back or not, did you find his apology at all? Like No. No. Um, did he apologize again? No. No, no, no. But he just had the one thing and it was just not very convincing. And like... What about um, Dan Harmon's apology? I didn't really get into his, but from what I understand, it was a better one because he admitted to being wrong. And Dan Harmon, mm-hmm. yeah, because he sort of he sexually harassed and and emotionally tortured one of his writers because he had a crush on her. But um, he like admitted to being like a weirdo and like um, being <laughs> yeah, wrong. Yeah, I, I needed him to tell me that he's a weirdo. No, he yeah. just admi- I get from I didn't know I don't I didn't read it. But from what I understand, it was uh, not how Louis C.K. went about it, which was that he took advantage of being someone that these girls looked up to. And that says something about like how to apologize, like what is a good way. And w- didn't you want to talk about that? Oh well, I I was just uh, no, not th- I I, <laughs> I I there's an interesting um, thing on uh, in the Freakonomics podcast about the effectiveness of apology uh, on a corporate level, um, and we were talking uh, about um, so so basically the study was done by Uber, and and what what they found was that apologies can backfire uh, from from if if they're effective. And they were using um, Uber customers who got really bad service and whether they got an apology or a gift coupon and um, how that affected their their future actions. And so basically, it, they also followed people who got a bad ride and then another bad ride. And if you apologized and then you, you they got another bad ride because there's really nothing Uber can do about it. And they can promise to do better, <coughs> but they can't do anything – I mean – it's not really possible for them to make sure nobody gets a bad ride if they had a bad ride before. So they're just looking at, you know, what can we do to get that customer back? And so what they basically found was an apology with, with nothing, with no uh, nothing behind it, um, can backfire if you screw up again because there's an expectation that you are supposed to do better. Um, but an apology with a, a little bit of uh, recompense, and that on a social level – can mean um, pain, you know, like uh, I'm really sorry and I admit that I'm wrong and I'm a stupid person or something like that. Something that m- shows that you are uh, are really uh, contrite. Contrite, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, or, or in the course of, in the, in the case of a, a corporation that they pay you money, mm-hmm. that's more much more effective than just an apology. Apology is seen as empty words. Um, so, the question was, th- there were two things that I got from that. One was, the question is, can you take anything away from that uh, in, in life? And I think the answer is, in most cases, unless you have a, uh, a real affinity with a person and they believe you and you can make it up to them with, as you know, in AA you'd say amends, then it th- it's not really effective. So Louis C.K. should have given Uber coupons to the woman that he uh, masturbated in front of and that would have made everything better? Yeah. Something, yeah. something like that. But the <coughs> other side uh, is that maybe be interesting to talk about, or maybe not, is just the ability to. Um, when you talk about big data, I mean, these companies like Netflix and like Uber can do incredible 
instantaneous experiments with millions mm-hmm. of people to see what's effective. And that's on top of, um, and that's what they think of as humans. But meanwhile, the AI is slicing and dicing and understanding people so that you can you can really figure. Like my understanding is that Netflix, for instance, greenlight shows because they know there are people who will watch them. Mm. Like they don't like go, oh, you're a great creator, and we believe in this. Like yeah. in the old days, yeah. It's more. It's not like going with your gut. It's going with big oh, data. Yeah, you yeah. know exactly who's going to watch this show. Well, I mean, with the the question of apology, like on that, a bad Uber ride is one thing. You mm-hmm. know, that's a s- very small exchange. Mm-hmm. You know, but having doing a bi- a big whole, you know, sexually traumatizing somebody is another thing. Well, think about it this way, okay? A bad ride on Uber, you're tw- forty five minutes late. Right, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Louis C.K. masturbating. How long could that be? Uh, I don't know. It sounds like he has had a lot of practice. Yeah. So does that mean oh. it's faster or slower? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but they they found that like if hospitals apologize when they there's a malpractice yeah. instance that like there's one hospital where their uh, their legal defense like costs like went in half mm-hmm. and and also the the time to disp- to get through these cases if they apologized and then paid for the any medical problems that they did or it, it, their claims were cut by two thirds and the time to dispose of cases were cut in half right Bec- and and the reason that they know that is because a bunch of states passed laws so that if you apologize as a doctor it can't be held against you in court mm. and so once they pass those laws a bunch of doctors then felt free to apologize and then once they did that that the results were incredible i mean like you said yeah but like that i think that's what most people want is a sincere apology, a sincere like apology. people feel like and their money back and and their money back if they lost money but they don't necessarily want to sue for a billion dollars but but just like having because you, you you're know. just you're suing you're looking just for justice yeah mm-hmm. and like and the you other don't have day to seek justice if you're right the whole time right and the other point. other day i was pissed off or I was you know at the vet and they made me wait when I asked them do I need to wait and they were just they ignored me and I got so pissed off and I guess I was in a bad mood already but it's just like I just I was so desperate to get that apology I almost like started something you know but then I realized okay that's you're just at the vet <laughs> you know it's not like not a big deal but that's how that's the emotional process you know whatever journey that people go through in these transactions they, they just want something yeah and it doesn't have to be money thing. It can just be a, a human thing, you know. Right. So those two data points that I just brought up are contradictory, aren't they? I, I mean, the, the Uber study basically said that apologies aren't effective. No, no, but you said that how th- there has to be some, some sincerity behind it. Right. But, yeah. I mean, a doctor apologizing does not say, I'm sorry, here's $100,000. They say, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry I cut off the wrong leg. Really, really sorry. Very sorry. Here's my leg. Well, I think people are so used to like being like immediately faced with with like, you know, legal defenses, you know, like we cannot accept we cannot claim any responsibility. You know, you signed this. I drink beer. Yeah. Beer is good. Uh, Did anyone see a star is born? Not yet. Apparently a lot of people did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shelly. Shelly did. Did she like it? Nope. I didn't like it either. Mm. Yeah. yeah, she was. She was. Uh, it was a little. She was disappointed. It's a melodrama. It's. It. It is. Um, it's a. Look at you. Yeah, it's a standard Hollywood musical 
shot in a 70s like indie style like cute yeah so it doesn't quite fit because the plot things are just absurd but then you've got this readiness of him drinking taking pills and blah, blah. don't spoil and at one point like uh he's talking to sam elliott and he talks about stealing his voice and i just burst out laughing because it just sounds like bradley cooper's doing uh a, you know an imitation through the whole thing of sam elliott so it's like you did steal his voice li- like literally um, really? Yeah, yeah. So it's because <laughs> they're tra- having a gravel off at one point. <laughs> you know, you know like it's funny. It just occurred to me, and I, I haven't seen this film, so, so I'm gonna feel like I can comment on. Oh, it but Lady Gaga I'm is great, by the way. I'm a, a white guy. Yeah. Um, and that's what we do apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, Let him go. That's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, one of the things that, that Shelley f- and I think probably you found it uh, is is that it was just ridiculous how. <laughs> What happens? Like he he randomly stumbles into this bar alone, and he's this huge star, and he s- finds his girl, and then she can't come to his show, but then she quits her job because she swears or something. I, I don't. She know. gets fired p- for saying fuck or something. Uh, like yeah. That. Is so that a comment or a question? <laughs> no, like I, I said, like just beer. wondering. Like, like, like beer. The point is, is that I think uh, when you get to be older, uh, you kind of go. You know, she might be talented, but so what? You know, oh, the, the it's a, it's, it's a movie. I know the reason why it, it's Ugh. weird is because it has the logic of a like a, a Busby Berkeley like right. musical. Say, so kid, yeah, yeah, you've got quite a voice. Yeah. Why don't you join the show? Yeah, get her on stage. Yeah, it's a remake. I know, but oh my god, you're, defi- you're gonna defend the movie you didn't see. Yeah. Do you like Bradley Cooper? I don't care about him, oh. but I like that movie. With Barbara Streisand. Oh, A Star Is Born. A Star Is Born. <laughs> Oriental. Both. Uh, oh, geez. funny girl. Mm. Um, Prince of Tides. No. Okay. One thing I did like is that his uh, his um, he hired like two of the actors from Alias in it. Like they had small parts in it, and because he used to be on Alias. He did. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He played the reporter. Oh, I never. S- is did you watch Alias? Like I watched like the first couple seasons, and then it got ridiculous. But mm. it was great because they would have like this stock footage, and it'd be like Beirut, and it would just be like, you know, some Adobe house that was dressed up to look like vaguely Middle Eastern. Mm. Uh, Adobe house, like in my neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in West Adams, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, Beirut. I buy it. Yeah. You know, and Sydney Bristow going through there. But no, it was cool that like he hired somebody from like one of his first gigs, like his his buddies from there, mm-hmm. uh, and he had a, he has a cute dog. He put his own dog in the movie. Oh, nice! Mm. Yeah. So, uh, uh, go hey, on. so I just signed up for something. Go on. It's called PlayStation View or View. View, okay. Um, am I still technically a cord cutter? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of the cord cutting thing is to have to a get cable elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. So, w- can you explain uh, what PlayStation View is? This PlayStation View that I've been using is this episode um, brought to you by Sony. Right, but also so my brother had it and then I wanted to watch the World Series games. In the comfort of my home, uh-huh. because I'm trying not to drink right now, because I'm in a wedding in, in like less than two weeks, and um, so I was like, I gotta get this view. This and it's 
cool, but I feel like now I'm sitting in front of MSNBC like so many hours a day. It's like just it's getting, just on. getting yourself angry about. It's just on <coughs> <coughs> while I'm working, mm-hmm. and that's what I do with YouTube. Yeah. Well, but like I'm like whole because I never understood how baby boomers can just sit in front of Fox News all fucking day, and then I was like. Oh shit! <laughs> I can do that too. As they repeat the same bullshit over and over right, and over right. and over again, you just need to find something that caters to your views, and then it can sit. And it just echoes in your head. Echoes. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. And so I was like, "Whoa! Like maybe I shouldn't have gotten this view, but I do still want those baseball games." And it runs slow as shit, but I think that's because I have a PlayStation 3 and not a PlayStation 4. And you have to watch it on your PlayStation? No, I can watch it on my phone or my computer and stuff, but I do work from home, so I need my computer. Right. So, yeah, I have to, I'm trying to use my PlayStation, but... How much is it? I think the one I pay for is like 50 bucks a month or well, Isn't that the, the same much? As, isn't that what cable costs? That's why I'm asking yeah. if I even no, am a cord cutter well, it's anymore. It's interesting because that's a good question because I, I just signed up for uh, Hulu uh, Live for exactly that same reason because you know, I'm from New England and the Red Sox are in the World Series. Ugh. So okay, easy guys. Just let's keep it oh friendly right. here. Okay, but I didn't like the Hulu because I tried to do the Hulu first and it yeah. didn't work through my smart TV. Oh, um, so I guess your like, well, TV wasn't very smart. Yeah, and so I was like, well, fuck this. I'm not going to just like... I could have used PlayStation at that point, but I didn't want to because I was like, ugh. Like, Let us know how you guys cut the cord. And also because I couldn't, you can't, like, you can't watch a bunch of, like, nice football games and stuff. But the Hulu is a little bit less expensive than the View. Just a little. It's $40 a month. $40 yeah. a month. Yeah. But the, the, thing, <laughs> the thing that's interesting is is that you're bringing, like, it's we're going back to a, uh, it, but, I mean, uh, cutting the cord is cutting cable. But then you end up with uh, the over-the-top services providing exactly the same thing as cable. So here's what cable needs to fucking figure out. Go on. I don't want to be in a contract for a year. Okay. I don't want to pay one price for a year. And then you hit me up like 11 months in and go, BTW, that price was just for this year. So then I have to call and threaten to cancel in order to keep my price. Mm -hmm. I don't want a fucking home phone. Mm -hmm. I don't need you to also run my internet. And I don't want a fucking dish in my house. Mm -hmm. Well, get it. And also have better customer service. Oh, just in case, in case uh, uh, cable companies are listening. Customer service. God, I'm like slurring my words because of like very, too flu, very too flu medicine this in morning. In case it wasn't clear, um, <coughs> this, like cus- this potential customer starting to get is very high on angry. this scissorp, but scissorp. You know, flu flu meds. Oh, it's called scissorp. Mm. Ask your students. <laughs> yeah, they know all about it. Um, that's how they get through your class. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, I don't like, even though I'm I'm starting to pay now $50 a month for something that runs slow on the PlayStation, I'm more likely, I believe to buy a newer PlayStation than to call fucking time Warner and be like, all right, just fucking set it back up. You know, why don't you cancel it now and then just do all the free trials like you do that and you do the hulu free trial yeah and that's what i'm gonna do and then then after that you do the youtube tv trial and then you just go through down the list and then you you can get like six months for nothing why so i'm just fucking handing out my name my email address and my 
address, address, and phone number for free to every fucking buddy who wants it? Yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> it, it, that's no. The, all right. All right. The outrage here is. Probably. I did five seconds of the Hulu free trial, and then I find out that it didn't work on my TV, so I was like, cancel that shit. I'm on a five day free trial right now with View. Well, you can do a, a five day trial of of uh, YouTube TV, and that sh- has a World Series too, and you can you watch it on your phone. Do you know you what channels does YouTube TV have? Uh, I don't know. Hold you on. know what you can do? You know you can get a a, a digital antenna for your uh, TV, and you can watch it on broadcast and it's fantastic have you done that a digital antenna like the rabbit ears it's like rabbit ears except it's a flat black thing that's one foot by one foot and you just stick it to your wall and you can get broadcast tv and it's in hd hd it's higher quality than than cable but that's just like the first 11 channels isn't it (laughs) yeah it's all the broadcast channels yeah and it turns out like channel Two has five different sub channels, yeah, including like watch reruns of I Love Lucy and right. Armenian like television. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but how am I supposed to watch like HGTV and stuff? Oh well, you, you, well actually, if you want to watch, okay, this HGTV, is like TV. Go on. I, I'm sorry. Is, is this boring? No, this no. Is, this is on. a public service for the 17 people. I'd rather know, talk about this than sexual assault. Okay. Well, I, yeah. Well, uh, that that makes one of us. But uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the no, the thing is, is that you can get. Um, you can get Fox, which is the World Series, and that solves your problem right there. Yeah, it and solves my problem for the next like week and a half. And then you can watch li- uh, all the live TV that's on broadcast. You cannot get HD TV, but what you'll discover is there's um, uh, fix-it shows on all those off-channels that Marty showed. Mm-hmm. They're all either fix-it shows 24-7 or they are Korean churches. Yeah. Right, but see... And th- that... And some are that I do the audio if you have that in the background all day long, it's a lot better than MSNBC. Trust I me. did the audio description for HGTV, so I like to turn on that service and hear my voice all day. So that's why I specifically need well, HGTV. But then you get, don't you get to wa- watch the shows in order to... It's to fun watching it with my voice. All right, jeez. And I want the MSNBC so that I can, you know... Become crazier and crazier yeah. and crazier. Yeah. yeah. God, everyone's so pissed off on that s- on that station. There's a lot to be pissed off about. Well, sure, but my God, like, and everyone's pissed off on CNN, and everyone is really pissed off on Fox News. Mm-hmm. You should listen to uh, 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 National Public Radio because they're all sort of amused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what, did, yeah. what did he do now? Yeah. Oh, huh. Yeah. Just like gritting uh, their teeth, kind of. Yeah, it's very weird. I like John Oliver, who is not as mad. He mm-hmm. tells jokes. Well, Samantha Bee was is also very good. And yes, and she had a great thing where, like, her one of her correspondents goes out to one of these rallies and then like she asks these people like at these Trump rallies if they're going to vote and they're like, "Fuck no, I never vote," and like. It's really? Yeah. And like just one after the other and just like because they're like w- they don't trust the government. And, cool. you know, <laughs> he's just like, Stay OK, I just want to make sure. OK, you're not going to vote. Fuck no. And then goes off to the next one. It's very funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Stay the fuck home then. Yeah. Ooh, I'm excited to vote. I mean, I guess like the, all these different services, the Hulus and the YouTube premium and red and all this stuff and, the, and Netflix Crackle. and it just adds up. And I'm Sling finally like, I'm probably spending more than I did on cable and. Yeah, but at the same time, you're getting exactly what you want as opposed to when you have cable, you have hundreds of channels that you never watch. I don't need three more seasons of One Day at a Time on 
on Netflix. Have you watched One Day at a Time? No. You no. should. You well, hate Cubans, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you do. You well, hate Cubans. I hate EGOTs. In, in <laughs> Who's an EGOT on that show? Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno was oh, like one of the please. first. Oh, please. She is a national treasure, you <laughs> She's monster. so funny. She's great. She's I know. You are a monster. Hey, I've got one more thing to talk Go about. Go on. So have you ever sent a text, like a thread of text messages to like a person who you didn't mean to send all those text messages to? Okay, hypothetically, let's say <laughs> who who might you send it to and what might the content of this hypothetical... Let's say that like you have an appointment booked with an actor who mm-hmm. you're going to help. And then while you're setting up that appointment, you're also texting like your sister about how your arms are fucking tired because you've been carrying this big box of dishes through the airport <laughs> and you wish that you... <laughs> And you wish that you would have just fucking bought in a suitcase. Just saying. Yeah. Bought and, in a but suitcase. Now I'm bu- now I'm drinking this big fucking Coors Light and I feel better. But then you accidentally, instead of sending that to your sister, send it to that actor that you're supposed to be helping. Okay. And you realize your mistake about uh-huh. an hour or two later. Okay. And you go, oh my God, sorry. That was meant for my sister. I'm in the airport right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he never responds. Mm-hmm. What? You respond when you, someone sends you some bullshit, you and then they L- say, "Oh, well, well, sorry, yeah. not for you." You say, "That's cool," uh-huh. so that that person doesn't walk into traffic out of embarrassment. So, right? You are telling us because we don't. That's all hypothetical. We don't. Right. Right, it didn't actually happen. Uh, we need this sort of text uh, etiquette lesson because this is not part of our. Have our you background. ever gotten accidental text messages not meant for you? Yes. Oh yeah. Did I you? And then when they were like, "Oh, lol, sorry." Well, here's here's the thing. This is this is my my th- thought. Here's my mansplaining uh, thing that uh, is. I think that people need to explain how they communicate when they say hi. Like, hi, my name is John. I'm. Uh, my pronouns are him, himself, and <laughs> them, and and. I think of text messaging as an asynchronous mode of communication, and often I will respond to texts four or five hours and sometimes days later. If you want to get in touch with me, you should call me. It's just to explain that because that's how that's I don't have an alert on my texts, you know, so people text me and then they say, "Where are you?" And I'm, I look ba- I look back an hour later and say, "Ooh, this person just went on a storm, so that might have happened." But I agree. that sounds like a you problem. Yeah. That's a my so that's a me problem. Yeah. Yeah. W- fuck yeah. Because everybody else texts. Yeah. Does your boy text you? Yeah. And do you respond to him? Uh, when I see it. Does he get mad at you when you don't? Uh, he knows to call me. Oh. Oh, he knows. He he got that. He he got yeah. the the explanation. So am I, am I the only one who's not uh, responding? I'd to say texts? you're definitely in the minority, well, which means crazy. that for you to weigh in on this, um, I'm I'm a weirdo. Fruitless. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think you should. Uh, I'll cut his mic. Yeah. So <sighs> when you receive oh, text yeah. messages, I, resp- I either answer the question like, oh, you know, you should try uh, getting a, a one of those travel backpacks. And yes, which you know, would more quickly bring to my attention that I was texting the wrong person. Right. Which I appreciate. Right. Because like, I would know that it was a wrong thing, but I would try to participate because that's funny. It's you know? funny. And and it. It sends a signal of it's cool. 
I get it. Right, right. You fucked up. No big thing. No big thing. Whatever. It's fine. But at least yeah. you weren't talking about him. Like, oh, I got to help this stupid fucking actor. And it's, uh. Yeah, no, that would have been um, really bad. I probably no. would have just blocked his number. Mm-hmm. And then probably moved out of my apartment. And mm-hmm. and then? Um, changed my identity. Uh-huh. And then? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so did you still haven't heard from him? Well, so I had to text him today to confirm that he was still coming. Um, and he said, he not with your weak ass arms. I can't even hold some plates. He was like, yeah, I'll be there. Oh, so it's right. like, so he's just brush brushing past it. He's being like, he's brushing past it. But I, d- that's not how you, that's not what you do. You don't just brush past things. Okay. okay. Well, that's how guys do it. Guys brush past things. Fuck that. Are you serious? Yeah. We don't, we don't like to. D- d- acknowledge awkward things, you know. Just move past it. You can't say, "LOL, no worries." <sighs> Why are you making things so difficult? What are you, my wife? Jesus! Like all I'm asking for is like an emoji or something that acknowledges. I don't do emojis. They're stupid. So okay, so then neither of you really should be. Are you checking your text messages for the first I'm time just this week? Them. <laughs> yeah. For the first time in like. Because you're realizing yeah. that you yeah, what I'm you do old. is wrong. Yes. <laughs> So I'm, hey, I'm the guy. I'm the white guy who I mean, realizes that I, what I do is wrong. I'm him. Yes, yeah, you got vindication finally. Darwinism, truly. Darwinism. Wait a minute. Are That's you saying I'm going to die? Yes. Yes, oh, you are shit. going to. You're of relevance. I'm sorry. I'm saying it here on the Smodcast Internet Radio. If you do not try to keep up with technology, sayonara, bye bye. Because everybody else is moving without you. Going on the way. Why the were way you looking at me when you said sayonara? I was looking back and forth. To both of you. Wait, is Sayonara offensive? <laughs> <laughs> He's Just wanted you to understand what I'm saying. Konnichiwa. <clears throat> That's Japanese, right? So, it's so sayonara. sayonara. Okay, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We're not allowed to just like say things for in other languages? No, of course you can not in front of me. Um, so tonight there's going to be a drawing... A drawing. a drawing for Mega Millions for $1.6 billion. Drawing. A drawing. Yes. Did, does that make you want, are you going to buy a ticket? Nope. I did. You did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody's That's what they fucking win. want you to do. But it goes to the kids, right. you know. Yeah. It, goes to, it helps education, right? Well, no, I, I, I mean, you know, I, I firmly believe that the lottery is a tax on stupidity and is a part of me that's a little stupid. Uh, it's so funny. Like I, I guarantee my uncle's got a fucking I've ton bought, of these. I would buy lottery tickets when I was poorer. And like, because I was just thinking like, I got to get what, like it now seems you like couldn't, you wouldn't know what to do with a billion dollars. Well, no, but now I'm just like less in, like I, my mind goes less in, you know, in these desperate times, you know, just like, of like, oh, I wish I had enough Gambling money. Gambling isn't your first resort. Uh, no, like getting a job, it turns out, is a good way to uh, to like allay those those feelings of financial desperation. So, speaking of HGTV, they have a show on HGTV called My Lottery Dream Home, where this like um, eccentric uh, real estate agent like shows people who just won the lottery gigantic fucking houses. Mm-hmm. And I was like, first of all, this guy's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be like the one to go to HGTV and go, I will be the guy I, that will be making the commissions right. off of these homes. And I want you to make a show that will essentially be a, a commercial for me. 
Yeah. And for the lottery. I mean, yeah. I'm yeah, sure yeah. that the lottery sponsors the show. Well, and every lottery winner is going to be like, oh, oh, call that guy. You know? Yes. And so we were watching this show because it was on. I was in a hospital and it was on. And so, like, I'm watching this and I was like, this shit. Hmm. Can, will make people believe that they can win the lottery. Yeah. So it's like a double whammy because you're like, well, look at fucking these ding dongs. They won the lottery. Yeah. And they're from, you know, some like shack in the middle of the South. And now they're moving into a six billion or six million dollar mansion in Florida. Yeah. With tennis courts. I could do that. All right. I'll go get the lottery ticket right now. Then I know what you're going to do after the show. No, I have to go and help this fucking actor. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, yeah. So basically, you know, they say 1.6 billion, but if you get a lump sum, it's 900 million, and then you pay taxes. So you end yeah, up with yeah, like yeah. just a mere half a billion dollars. Mm, yeah, barely worth it. Yeah. 900,000 if you get the lump sum? Yeah. That's the thing to do, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Because then, yeah. then you can spend it all qu- quicker. Yeah. You know. uh, I want a new car. I went and looked at um, cars last night late. What would you get? I don't know. I just really want an electric car. Uh So I was looking at the um, Chevrolet Bolt. Bolt. Mm -hmm. The little one. It's so cute. Oh, yeah. We have a Kia Soul all electric. Yeah? We love it. I want one so bad. It's really good. Well, then buy a lottery ticket. And with your half a billion dollars, you can get like several electric cars. Bolts. Here's my qual. A bolt a day. A bolt a day. For the next keeps like the gas station. Away. Twenty years. You can get drive a new one every day. Well, and you get a ten like ten thousand dollars in tax credits mm. for buying one of those fucking Not things. Not anymore. With Chevy, you do. Oh really? Yeah, because Chevy hasn't hit their mark yet. Oh okay. Yeah. Jeez. So this I want episode brought to you by Chevy. The mark was for all electric cars. No, just oh. per per car manufacturer. Oh. So. If they don't sell, if they have to, if they get two hundred thousand on the road, then it's over. But Chevy has like a hundred and thirty thousand right now, mm. so like state of California will give me twenty five hundred dollars, and then the government will put twenty or seventy five hundred towards my tax or something like that. I don't know what it was, but that still doesn't make that card affordable for no, me. No, no, yeah, um, it's like a thirty nine thousand dollar car. Yeah, we lease it. Does that make it cheaper? No, but uh, we did that because we thought we we d- this is a second lease we've had. We thought that um, the battery technology, like buying it, would be a very um, foolish thing because three years later. Uh, That's another thing is I'm like I'm like well, Subaru is coming out with like seven electric cars in the next two years, and so is Chevy. Oh my God! The, the, my my neighbors uh, got a, a hybrid from Saturn. Uh, SUV and um, so Saturn went out of business and it's hybrid technology from 10 years ago they can literally not give this car away like Cars for Kids won't take it because the company is out of business and 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS mm-hmm. that's 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS <laughs> K-A-R-S Cars-FOR-KIDS yeah. that's right yep. oh well it's 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS that's right <laughs> don't you know the lyrics of the oh. song <laughs> sorry <laughs> should we all sing it no, 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 Then that's when we hit the end point. Oh, Jesus. Donate your car today. Unless it's a Saturn. Hybrid. Well, 
I would. What would you do with your with your half a billion dollars? Well, uh, so uh, I would put aside fifteen million dollars mm-hmm. because uh, I heard somewhere that uh, if you have fifteen million dollars, you don't have to worry about money, uh, and that's kind of the floor. I'd put it away, and then I take fifteen million dollars and put it away for my son. I've thought this through, obviously, mm-hmm. and then I'd uh, buy a house in uh, Hawaii, and I keep my house here, and I wouldn't tell anybody I won. But I guess you can't really do that. No, you, you can't. How can you keep it to yourself? No, uh, there no. There's a woman in Vermont who won a Powerball, and and she managed to keep her name out of it. Oh really? Yeah. How? Uh, it just was resolved in the past like week or so, and it, she basically said that uh, it would be a threat to her if her name was. Uh, it's released. a threat to anybody. Yeah. Uh, I think it was on the, 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 the ticket that says you you have to be able to use this use for promotion. So maybe, but it also seems like a, a terrible invasion of your privacy. Yeah. But you, it's like, you know, you buy the ticket. You you uh, basically sign the contract and if you want the money. I don't know. But that's what I would do. I, w- I would, uh, and I'd give a million dollars to Sacred Fools and a million dollars to Annex. Mm. These are, yeah, the- theaters mm-hmm. that you were involved in. Uh, yeah. It was in New Hampshire, I guess. It was New Hampshire Powerball winner can keep her millions and uh, and her name secret. How? Uh, because she Who said that. What's her name? Uh, <laughs> I see what you did there, but I will not release her name. There's like 17 people in New Hampshire, so it's a woman in New Hampshire. Yeah, d- d- whoever just bought a new car in New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh, it's her. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I I would just want a place to retire. That's right now where my mind is right now. Where would you retire? Um, probably somewhere uh, up the coast. You know. Oh, really? Yeah. Like yep. where? Mm, not telling you. <laughs> With you. No, my sister, she wants to buy a compound and have all her friends there. Oh, my God. My wife talks about that constantly. Yeah, I've been talking about that, too. Compound. We, we've s- a compound. A I compound. want a compound. Yeah. With all your friends around. Yeah, so, so far, she, she has in, uh, got Phil Lamart, I think, is on board to be in the uh-huh. in the compound. Now obviously, um, you're not going to tell me where it is, so I'm not in the compound. I'm, I don't think I'm in the compound. I don't <laughs> think I, can, I can't afford it's to. It's like tiny house which shit. Which no, no. no they, which sister? They, the uh, Jessica, uh-huh. yeah. So and I, I think um, yeah, it, it'll be a very funny compound. I think there'll be some funny people there. Mm. Yeah. I would get lonely. Well, that's why she wants a compound because then you wouldn't be lonely because you could just go to Phil Lamar and say, "Do that. We are the world." Where you do like sixteen different characters, and then you'd, you'd be like having sixteen friends right there for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that I would try to lay low. Even if they put my name out, I probably wouldn't make any major purchases for like a year. Yeah, I would definitely like quit both my jobs though and be like, thank you. And do just like that whole thing. Just to clarify, Phil Lamar d- saying we are the world with every singer and doing a, sp- a very spot on impression of every. I everyone. figured out mm-hmm. what okay. you were talking okay. about. Yeah. 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 Funny guy. Uh, what uh, are you going to show? L- let's wrap things up here. So what do you got going on besides your impending illness? And and you're going to help this actor. Um, and you got some dishes that you have to carry through the airport. Yeah. We've listened to you. God yeah. damn, that fucking sucked. Yeah. Yeah. I was like cleaning up my grandma's house in Denver because she's like having to move out finally. And like she had like all this nice china. And she's like, you want this? And I was like, uh, yes. <laughs> But I didn't want to check it, and I went to FedEx to see how much it was going to cost to ship, and they were like, well, we have to rewrap it to fit FedEx standards, and the box is going to be huge. I was like, well, f- like, no, I could buy China for less than this. And then, yeah, so I had to like carry like this 50-pound box as my carry-on. Nice. 
oh my god my arms were so sore um anyways um gosh gee whiz i don't know i ran into guy stevenson and he said he ran into you yeah yeah so uh speaking of mad tv and philomar he was a writer on mad tv he said that he would come on the show but he does have three boys and i think that that he's three children yeah Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. i I don't have anything going on i'm not gonna lie to you i i mean all right uh, around December, uh-huh. um, I should be getting some rejections from film festivals. Oh, cool! Will you let us? Will we bring them in? And I'll let you know okay. what I get rejected from, and okay. I'll let you know what I don't, in case any of our listeners happen to live close to them. And um, John, besides winning half a billion dollars, do you, what do you have coming up? Uh, going on? Do anything? Uh, I'm I'm teaching again next uh, spring. So anybody from Cal Poly Pomona who happens to listen to this, you can take my class next year. It's going to be even better than this year. How many more ep- uh, episodes of class do you have? I have uh, six more episodes of my class. Uh huh. So we're going to watch uh, Thelma and Louise, and I think we're going to watch Wonder Woman next week. Uh huh. And then we're going to move into uh, Do the Right Thing, or maybe uh, Blind Spotting. Because you know, the Amazon, uh, the, the Paradise Island is not part of the United States. It's not America. Shit. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to be changing that. Um, yeah. And that took place in France mostly, too. Um, yeah. yeah. Did uh, you uh, ever see, wha- what was it called? Um, is it Italian-American? Um, is that right? Italian-American? Yeah. The, the uh, movie called Italian-American? Yeah. It was no. a directed by Martin Scorsese. Really? Yeah. When did that happen? 1974. Really? Yeah. Was it a documentary? Yeah, he interviews his parents about um, oh. about America and their life, their family in his Sicily. And oh, yeah. You know, he directed The Last Waltz. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, amongst other things. Yeah, yeah, he did some other stuff, too. Uh, so if you have suggestions for American movies, you can... Real American movies. R- yeah. That star American people, not like Israeli supermodels. Yeah. Because I, ca- I guess I can't show Wonder Woman. That's, yeah. What? At, at Sylvain BBB. According to Marty. Yeah. Because uh, he and eats cheese. <laughs> cheese eating. Uh, you know what's crazy? What? My first stop on my way home. Mm-hmm. Cheese store. Try to just get some cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like to eat things that aren't bad for me when I'm sick yeah. to make myself sicker. I yeah. think having because lots of dairy when you're feeling your, like your you body needs it. Your body good. needs it. Yeah, yeah my body needs all that dairy and then I wake mm-hmm. up tomorrow and go, I definitely have the flu now. It's no wonder. I you know, sick you know what I find when I have a cold, not the flu, but when I have a cold, the times that I've gone out and drank a lot of whiskey the mm-hmm. night before the cold just leaves your body because it's like, fuck this. Yeah. This sucks. Yeah. Okay. Chicken noodle soup. Yeah, chicken noodle soup. Okay, with a lot of whiskey in it. We and parmesan. We skipped the mailbag mail sack today. Oh, because there was not. Oh, I don't think there was anything in it. I think. Um. um, Oh, uh, let me just check. Hold on. (laughs) Oh boy. All right. Hey, go buy my books. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Space Uh, Academy. Space um, Elevator. um, Buy my books. I started it. They're on for sale. Oh yeah. Basically, people were telling me that I was wrong about. about uh, uh, everything no north star uh, or quicksilver and oh more of that yeah that that's, that's what I got. important yeah and then i also well, got i mean it would be really embarrassing if everybody came up to quicksilver and said i hear you're gay and then he's that's like, what you should say no. to yeah w- any no. person who's gay you just walk up to them and you say first thing you should say is i hear you're gay 
Because that way, you, everyone's, you know, you, you, you've just... Because uh, that you could mean are you saying I'm gay wrong? too, or that could also yeah. mean I don't like gay. I moved past my texts the make awkwardness. Sure I haven't gotten any in the next five minutes. Um, and oh. I also Try checking your texts once a day. So I also got an email that we can monetize our podcast. So what? Yeah, apparently from thanks to someone at Voxnext. There's a new way we can monetize our podcast. Oh, podcast. that's not from Smodcast. They're not no, saying. Oh, no. okay. It's just like sucks. one of the spam things. But if you want to hear actual oh emails, you know what? I, I, then I just people got an offer from a guy in, in uh, Nigeria. He's going to send me like a million dollars. You just have to help out his brother who's a prince? Yeah. Tight. Um, talk to Dean Cameron. Yeah. And Darwinism. <laughs> so our friend Dean Cameron did a, he actually engaged one of these uh, Nigerian scam things and it just went on for a long, long time. A year and a half. And uh, did he get him to send him money? Or, uh, or I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But he. But he did turn into a one or, or, or a, a, a show. show. It yeah. toured around the world. Nigerian scam, scam. Yeah, scam, scam. Dean Cameron, scam. you might know as a chainsaw from summer school. Yeah, I think ski he was school. No, he was in ski school as well, but oh. I think a different character. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I think. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Okay, could be wrong, but yeah. uh, great guy and also very anti-lottery. Um, mm. Yeah. So get your lottery tickets and uh, send us an email so you don't have to hear uh, me read spam. And um, come see my show. It opens when is it open? When is it? In December, I think. Oh, gosh. You don't even Talk know. About it later. I don't even know. All right. We will see you next Bye. Tuesday. Bye. Thank you. Time to tip that has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.